It is the final edition of Village Vice before college football begins. Week zero is this weekend. He is Zach Blackerby. I'm Brad Law. And today, Zach, uh, how do you feel about numbers? Uh, have you been a numbers guy for, for most of your life or no? I, I think so. I didn't love math in high school, but I was decent at it. But when it comes to sports, I'm all about it. Yeah, well, we're going to talk some numbers today and specifically the Auburn running game. Auburn had a streak under Gus Malzahn of 1,000-yard rushers, season yeah. after season. One thing you could count on, uh, for the most part, until the, the last couple of years, was a 1,000-yard rusher. Auburn's not had that. Tank Bigsby got close last year. We know that Hugh Freeze loves to focus on these big physical wide receivers. What does that mean for the running game? We're just going to look back at history and talk about what it means for the 2023 Auburn Tigers. Yeah, you did a bit of a deep dive last night. You did your homework, Brad. I get a I get in bed last night, and then I got an email from you with a big old spreadsheet filled with with numbers, and I'm excited to jump into it. Look, it may have been a total waste of time. It may mean nothing, but it does. I, I don't think it means nothing. I think it gives us a little bit of an insight to uh, some of the offensive philosophy. At least, again, at least it's just something we could look back on and say this is what happened in previous seasons with Hugh Freeze coached offenses, both at Ole Miss yeah. and at Liberty. Yeah, and I think it's interesting as you know, you, you've got it laid out, Ole Miss and Liberty. We'll jump into it in a second, but it is interesting, like which collection of numbers is more important is it Ole Miss his time at Ole Miss because he was in the SEC and he knows what it takes to compete in the SEC but that was so long ago has it changed a little bit or is it more recent uh you know importance because of Liberty just because it is the more recent option Brad that that'll be a fun conversation that we can have as well I think too one of the things to notice when we look at these numbers first years what does he do in the first year at a new school where you're taking more so at Liberty and Ole Miss than at Auburn because of the transfer portal now and the prolific nature of the portal. But um, what do you do with the talent that you have, the the talent that you inherit, and how productive can you be with those numbers? I think we see a trend toward the passing game at Ole Miss, uh, but we saw, I think it was his only 1,000-yard rusher in uh, in year one at Liberty. So uh, very interesting numbers that uh, we're going to look at, and with an Auburn with an Auburn running back room that everybody is ecstatic about. I don't remember a time, Zach, uh, in the last ten years, maybe more, that we were this jazzed up about the running back group going into a season. Yeah, because I, I don't think the energy was where it was supposed to be, or where it should have been in twenty thirteen. Mm-hmm. You know, with, with Trey Mason, because uh, there's no way we could have known he was going to have that spectacular of a season. Cam Petway caught us by surprise, so that room certainly didn't do certainly didn't do anything. In 2017, we've talked about this before. Like Carry on Johnson was fantastic, but you know the the rest of the running back room didn't really garner this kind of energy. I'm with you. I mean, maybe last year, just because people have loved Jarquez Hunter for so long, and obviously Tank Bigsby was a proven commodity at that point. But but I'm with you, Brad. I'm having a hard time thinking of one in the last decade that's garnered this much excitement. Yeah, I, I think back to some of the teams that had uh, Brad. I'm, I'm trying to remember 07 because I know Auburn had Ben Tate and Mario Fannin. I don't remember if Brad Lester was a part of those teams uh, or if he had moved on by then. But, uh, but Ben Tate is like the forgotten running back in Auburn yeah. history. Though, I mean, he was incredible. I mean, he's yeah. a top 10 rusher in Auburn history. 
if I recall yeah. correctly. And then just as far as ability, he was fantastic at Auburn, and he was fantastic in the NFL while he was in it. But yeah, he's kind of been the forgotten guy at Auburn running back lore. But let's jump through. Uh, let's jump into some of these numbers, Brad. We will. I want to tell a very quick Ben Tate. Yeah, story go ahead. We do that though. I'm a Ben so, Tate truther, so I'm all about it. His freshman year. Uh, he does a media, and this this is wild to think about, but as a true freshman, uh, they sent him in there to do media. And somebody asked him, uh, one, of the, one of the writers asked him, um, what can you learn from some, you know, here are these great running backs that you're playing with now, and you're kind of sitting behind them waiting for your shot. Uh, yeah. what, what can you learn from them? And he scoffed, like he wasn't being ironic at all. He goes, kind of learn from them. What can they run? What, what can they learn from me? Ben Tate believed in himself from day one on uh, on the And that's campus. probably why Auburn doesn't put freshmen in front of the media. It's probably <laughs> that story right there. But yeah, yeah I yeah. mean, can you imagine that now a freshman running back in front of the media? And it's like we just got to meet Peyton Thorne as yeah. a media group yesterday. So uh can you imagine that, Jeremiah Cobb walking into the room and I go, Hey, Jarquez Hunter and Damari Alston and uh, Brian Batie, who's been at the D1 level and that. What can you learn from those guys? What can they learn from me? Are you kidding? I love Ben Tate, and I love what he uh, what he brought to an offense at both the college and NFL level. But, yeah, yeah. for some reason, I agree. he's kind of been the forgotten guy in Auburn running back history. So who's your favorite Auburn running back at all, oh, of, the, at all of Auburn's history? Comment in the YouTube comments down below. Okay. I'm glad you didn't ask me that and put me on the spot. Uh, we just We just asked the viewers. Uh, my answer might be Ben Tate. I really? love Ben Tate. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I really liked his game. All right. I'll go for that. I, I'm I'm a little bit prejudiced to Carnell because we're like he's he's a year behind me. Yeah, I'm one year older than him. I okay. watched him in high school for two years at Etowah. Yeah. Um, and just kind of saw him there and and you know, it's the stuff of legend. You go, well, one guy tackling him is just not gonna happen. And that yeah. was a lot of the college level too. Yeah, I also love Carry On just because his his style and patience was elite. In fact, I almost think it ruined the guy after him, Booby Whitlow, because he tried to do it and he couldn't because yeah. it's just so hard to be that patient. It's what made Le'Veon Bell so special yeah. at the next level. So uh, Carry On Johnson would probably be up there as well I, for me. I got I got a fondness for Kenny Irons. Let's let's not forget Kenny in 05 and 06 because he carried a lot of the load in the running yeah. back room in 05 and 06 and um, was almost as I mean uh, his running style I think was just as tenacious as Carnell's. He he embraced contact and didn't mind going right through it. Yeah. Mine would probably be Ronnie Brown if it wasn't for that Sunday afternoon when the Miami Dolphins unleashed the Ronnie Brown Wildcat offense against my New England Patriots. Uh -huh. uh, I just never, I don't think I've ever been as shocked and as shook watching a football game as that one. It's like, yeah. you know what he's going to do, tackle him. And, and the Bill Belichick defense just couldn't do it. I'm still not quite over that, what, almost 15 years later. So yeah, um, maybe, maybe that's why Ronnie's not top of my list because I love his style as a runner as well. You know what he's going to do? Tackle him. That is my favorite fan uh, exclamation at the TV yeah. on any game day. I absolutely love Tackle him. Well, like we're trying. All right. We're trying. That's right. That's okay. right. That's right. That was fun. Little walk yeah, down yeah. Memory, lane, memory lane for a second. All right. You want to get into some of these numbers, Zach? Let's do it. I'm going to throw them up on the screen for you.
All right, Hugh Freeze's first season at Ole Miss was 2012, and he took over a team that did not have a great deal of success. But you could tell right away that the best year scoring in the first three came in that first year. There was a rebuild and a, and a retooling on offense, and they actually scored nearly 35 points a game in 2012. Um, the balance, 176 rushing yards a game. That was the second most during his time at Ole Miss. Jeff Scott, the leading rusher, these numbers a little slow, a little lower than I expected. In fact, that row, the leading rusher across the board, these numbers are a little lower. They're surprisingly low to me, in fact, in that uh, with 177 carries, 10 games, Jeff Scott averaged 64 yards a game in Hugh Freeze's first season. Yeah, I mean, I think it would be almost a disappointment if Auburn's leading rusher had similar numbers to that. Yeah. If if you look on the right side at the bottom, just for comparison's sake, I put 2022 Auburn mm -hmm. and Tank Bigsby, the leading rusher, still nearly got to a thousand yards. In fact, he gained over a thousand, but because of the, the yards that he lost, it took his net total down to 970, averaged 81 yards a game. The 81 yards a game that Tank Bigsby got last year would be 12 yards per game more than the leading rusher at Ole Miss during Coach Freeze's five seasons there. And then I guess second all-time, if you put in his Liberty um, Liberty numbers to, to what he did last year with, with Day Day Hunter. So, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty remarkable when you look at, you know, Tank had 179 carries for 970 yards, and Jeff Scott at Ole Miss's, uh, at, at Hugh Freeze's first year at Ole Miss, two carries less, but significantly fewer <laughs> yards. So. Yeah. Um, I don't know what the lesson is in that as far as what we need to take away from that, but the rushing game, which has been the story of this fall camp, maybe, Brad, we're looking in the wrong place is kind of what these numbers tell me. Well, perhaps. And a thing to look at it at Ole Miss, obviously the, the Liberty numbers, we'll get into those a little bit more because there are a couple of asterisks uh, on the page. But okay. you know, he had Jeff Scott for a couple of years at Ole Miss, and I just think side by side you would take Tank Bigsby over Jeff Scott, no disrespect to, to Jeff, but I, I think, you know, Tank Bigsby's the, the better running back there. Also worth noting that in 2013, uh, Jeff Scott was was injured and only played in four games. And he was still their leading rusher. They really struggled offensively in 2013. Points per game not down nearly two touchdowns per game, rushing yards down 35 per game. And uh, they, they just sort of struggled in 2013 and the numbers reflect that yeah how about that 2015 Ole Miss offense averaging 40.8 points per game 183 mm -hmm. yards on the ground 335 yards a game through the air I I mean I think that's all the kind of offense that that Auburn fans are like hoping for right yeah. I mean that's some elite stuff and these numbers, like we didn't want to crowd the page with too many numbers, but the quarterback in 14 and 15, Chad Kelly, he was also an integral part of the running game. He was not the leading rusher, mm -hmm. but he was a key part of the running game. And that took pressure off the passing game. And by 2015 now, that's four recruiting. And he's got all those big wide receivers. He's got the big tight ends. He's got the weapons in the receiving game to complement now a dual threat quarterback who by 2015 is now playing with a couple of years experience. So, you know, probably stands to reason. And you can see the uh, 
um, the, the, the evolution of that offense is the passing numbers go up from year two to three to four, running numbers go up from two to three to four, and they've got it clicking pretty well by year four. Yeah, it just kind of begs the question because, I mean, even then, like 183 yards per game on the ground, mm -hmm. it's like I, I, Auburn's offense stunk last year. They averaged over 200. And so yeah. I, I just kind of wonder, is that what Hugh Freeze wants in an ideal world? Or did he just not have, you know, the horses in the stable to do it? Because, I mean, yeah. no offense to Jeff Scott or Jalen Walton, but Jarquez Hunter and Damari Austin are better than them. I agree. I agree. Um, and it goes back to what we talk about when we say there's only one football and you're going to run, if you run 80 plays in a game, how many times are you going to run the ball in those yeah. 80 plays? And if you, if you run it, say 40 times in, in the ideal 50, 50 balance world, if you run it 40 times and if you pass it 40 times, how do you break down the 40 carries? Well, look at 2015 Ole Miss, Jalen Walton got 142 carries. All right. In a even in a 10 game span, that's 14 carries a game for your yeah. leading rusher. Can you envision Jarquez Hunter averaging just 14 carries a game in this offense? I can. Yeah, I can. But the question is, if Jarquez Hunter gets 14 carries. Yeah. Does Damari Austin get 10? Right. Does he get eight? Does he get six? I think that would be low, right? Yeah. Uh, but then, you know, does Batty get five touches a game? How to use Robbie Ashford? Mm -hmm. So I I don't know. It's really hard because you look at Ole Miss and Liberty. I mean, it's just kind of hard to predict how he's going to use this roster. It's a very different roster than what he had at both of these schools. Notice in 2016, too. Now, Chad Kelly is gone, and a couple of those big receivers are gone. And the offense changes just a little bit with Akeem Judd, who, if I remember correctly, was a little bit smaller than, than Walton. But he got more carries now. His number of carries goes up 20-plus from yeah. what Walton had the season before, and, and he averaged 69 yards a game, which was the highest for a running nice. back per game uh, during Coach Freeze's time at Ole Miss. Akeem Judd. Yeah, and it's just like, once again, just the talent level mm -hmm. uh, in Auburn's running back room is still better better than all those guys. Yeah. I think. I think. I agree. I agree. Um, before we continue with some more of these numbers, Zach, can I talk about Lance's lock? Uh, I was hoping you would. Okay, good. Week zero of the college football season is here. NFL preseason's underway. Regular season will be here in just another couple of weeks. And Lance'sLock.com is the place to go for the best uh, monthly and annual packages. Sign up today. Get the best deal at lanceslock.com. They are proud to support Village Vice. Hey, and also check out uh, the top-of-the-line golf gear and amazing hoodies by visiting roback.com. That is spelled R-H-O-B-A-C-K.com. And you can use promo code TNR20. Stands for the next round. TNR20 at checkout for 20% off and free shipping. On your first order. Nobody likes paying for shipping. Well, at Roebuck.com, you don't have to. Just use promo code TNR20 to get 20% off your first order as well as that free shipping, Brad. And, Zach, when you get your pants uh, from Roback, make sure you, you, you know, tuck them in the closet in a place where you can find them. Nothing more frustrating than needing some pants and not being able to find them no matter where you look. Guys, we connected this morning, and I asked Brad how he was doing. And he said, I'm not going to lie, I'm frustrated. And I'm like, 
The day hasn't been going on long enough. We're waking up early in the morning to record the show. Like the day just started. How are you already frustrated? He's like, I can't find my pants. He is wearing pants currently. Yeah. I made that clear. But uh, yeah, they're they're hiding from him somewhere. So no, it's it's a we have Tiger Talk tonight. It's our first one of the year. There's a specific sure. pair of pants that I want to wear for the show, and I can't find them. And that's maddening uh. because they're pants. It's not like a puppy that could wander away somewhere. Right. They can only be so many places. Yeah. And at yeah. some point, yeah, like your mind just goes to a different place and you go, well, now I've just got to find them just to know where they are. Yeah. It's like, how are these pants getting the better of me? Yeah. But no, you'll find them. I'm yeah. confident. Hopefully I'm confident. Right. All right, right, so we went through Ole Miss. What stands out when you're doing this deep dive on the numbers of Hugh Freeze offenses while uh, while he was at Liberty? Uh, year number one. So uh, I don't know what uh, – and, and look, this could have been a much longer, more in-depth kind of dive than it was, but he inherits a running back in Frankie Hickson at Liberty who goes for 1,000 yards on 187 carries in 2019. Now, the 187 carries is by far the, I say by far, it is the highest number of carries for a leading rusher from the running back spot that he had during nine seasons combined at Ole Miss and Liberty. So right out of the gate, you have a guy who's capable of getting it done on the ground, and that's exactly what they do. He averaged the 80 yards a game. As a team, they averaged 151 yards per game, kind of right in the middle of the uh -huh. team rushing numbers, uh, but it did seem like they had a feature back that carried more of the load in 2019. Yeah, Frankie Hickson is a great running back name. That's a guy that I want carrying it on first and 10. But Give it to Frankie. Uh, yeah, Frankie Hickson with a four-yard game. No, I, I think this goes back to what you said about looking at the first year at Ole Miss and the first year at Liberty and what can we take away from it. And this is, I mean, he took over a Liberty team that, I'm sure he wasn't like blown away with the talent level. And this mm -hmm. is what he did with it. You know, he, he got a thousand yard rusher out of Frankie Hickson and they ran the football more than they typically did um, anywhere else. And then over the course of his time at Liberty, you know, that dropped off a little bit. And I assume the asterisks next to Josh Mack that we'll get to in a second is because Malik Willis came in and, and yeah. started. And we'll, we'll talk about that in a second. But uh, this is what he took over. Now, the difference is. His first year at Auburn yeah. uh, was during the transfer portal era. So he could add 40-something new guys and kind of fix some of the problems of the roster, which we all believe that he's done, particularly at a few different positions, including offensive line, which is going to directly impact the rushing game. Um, but I, I do think that's worth noting and pointing out again, looking at 2012 Ole Miss and 2019 Liberty, he did rush the ball more than, uh, than he did any other time. Yep. Yeah, year one, lean on the running game. And look at the, the points per game in both first years, too, is pretty exciting. Thir nearly 35 points a game at Ole Miss in 2012. Nearly 33 points a game in 2019 uh, at Liberty. Auburn last year averaged just under 25 points per game. I don't think there's any way Auburn averages over 30 points a game this year. But okay. if they do... Uh, Every like record projection that I've done so far this offseason uh, will not be giving the team enough credit. Yeah, uh, I think I think they will. I think they'll get to thirty. Man, that'd be awesome, wouldn't it? Though, if, if, if they if they score thirty points per game and the defense 
does what we think it can do, this is an eight and four football team. And that, and that's why I've, I've got Auburn at eight and four as a floor this year. Um, as a floor? We, as a floor, yeah. Wow. All right. I'm, I'm very high. The, the, offensive line, the offensive line to me and the, the way Isavian Miller has forced his own playing time, um, the, the pieces in place, the experience and the versatility on the line, you got to have healthy, uh, you got to have guys stay healthy on the offensive line. But I like the versatility in that if there is an injury, another capable guy moves in to that spot. And I just don't think Auburn is as susceptible mm -hmm. um, to lack of depth in the event of injuries as it has been the last few years. I mean, I, I hope you're right, Brad. I just, are we going to see that jump in yeah. offensive production? And we might, and we might. And, you know, Another element of this that we kind of touched on a second ago, but like his first year at these places, mm -hmm. he didn't have access to the portal like he did this past year. So what does he do when the portal is open? He goes out and get these, you know, larger wide receivers yeah. to kind of mimic what he did at Ole Miss and, and at Liberty later in his tenure there because he's able to get them a cycle earlier than he typically mm -hmm. would. So how does that impact this? I mean, is he yeah. still going to lean on the rushing game? I think he's going to have to, especially early until Peyton Thorne really gets comfortable and they figure out what they're doing on offense at a high level. Yeah, And I think you can, right? I, I think, I think, you know, obviously with UMass, and I think they'll be able to run the game or have a solid running game against Cal. I think that's going to be a key to winning that game, especially on the road. We don't know how everybody's going to respond, but I think we've got a good idea on how Jarquez Hunter and Damari Austin will respond if they both get double-digit touches in that game. You return home, Sanford, it is what it is. And then College Station, that's when you may have to open up the passing game a little bit just because I think Texas A&M is going to be a little bit better than us up front on both sides right. of the ball. So, you know, I think that's when you're going to have to kind of step up as a, you know, the passing game side of things, and then hopefully they can get it running. I'm not sure I'm with you on AM being better up front than Auburn on the offensive line. I'm All really right. high on the offensive line, but right. we got we've got time to get there. Sure. Sure. All right. I'm with you. We mentioned the uh the entrance of Malik Willis and the impact that that made on Hugh Freeze's Liberty teams. Yeah. Uh he jumps nearly a touchdown better a game from 19 to 20, year one to year two at Liberty. Josh Mack was the leading running back rusher. Malik Willis was the leading rusher on the team during 2020 and 2021. So we have Josh Mack there as leading running back, and you see that 2020 club um, as a compliment to Malik Willis. Yeah. He still rushed for nearly 800 yards on the season. He still got 14 carries a game and averaged 80 yards per game. The yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty amazing. You had 252 rushing yards per game as an offense mm -hmm. and your leading running back only only was 80 of it. That's yeah. pretty amazing. That's a pretty amazing split. And that's just how impactful Malik Willis was when he was in college football. By far. And you know, you look at the balance they were able to achieve that year as well. It is yeah. the only year that a, a Hugh Freeze coach team rushed the ball uh, for more yards per game than, than it passed uh, for yards per game. And, yeah, it's, it's the Malik Willis factor. And the same thing the next year in 21, you know, they averaged 33 and a half points per game. The rushing totals are down 70 yards per game. Passing is up a little bit. Teams perhaps tried to key on 
Mm -hmm. um, Malik Willis in the running game a little more, and he showcased what he could do through the air a little more in 21. And uh, Josh Mack, again, is the leading rusher, but only this time 109 carries and 41 yards a game. Still, though, you see that offense and what it can do and the, and the balance that can be achieved when you have a dynamic running quarterback, which takes us back to, Zach, the, the question of how much Robbie Ashford will be used in right. this offense because Coach Freeze has said he is he is just the most dynamic, uh, athletic quarterback that I've had. And so how, how do you implement him and how do you use him? We've seen what the true dynamic dual threat quarterback can do in a Hugh Freeze system. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Malik Willis was electric at Liberty. There's no question about it. That's why the Titans drafted him. And uh, sounds like he's getting reps this preseason, which is kind of wild, but good for Malik and maybe yeah. good for the Titans. We'll have to see. But the difference is Malik was the best quarterback on Liberty's roster. Yes. I don't think Robbie's the best quarterback on Auburn's roster, but he's the most athletic and the most dynamic. And yeah. and so how does that play into it? And I, I love Peyton Thorne's answer when he was asked the question yesterday at media availability. He was asked, hey, how do you think Robbie's going to be used in the offense? And he's like, that's not my call. I'll let Coach uh, figure that one out. He'll, he'll know better than me. And I think that's the right answer. Um, yeah. I don't think that's the most truthful answer. I think he probably has a pretty good idea of how Robbie's going to be used at least early on in the season in the offense. But I think my guess is he's going to be used some. Now, yeah. a lot of people are saying 15 to 20 snaps. I think that's too many. I, I just don't think yeah. that's going to happen, Brad. Um, but I could be wrong. I could be wrong. But if that's the case, like that's a lot. That's a huge, a huge part of the offense. I think Robbie's going to be a piece and the offense, I don't think he's going to be like a quarter of your offense. I, the, the word gadget carries a, a negative connotation sometimes. Do you expect Robbie to be used in, in more of a gadget role or a specific but smaller role? When I, when, when I think gadget, I think of a dude who's like kind of a running back, kind of a wide receiver, and you just line him up in different places. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I originally thought Brian Batty was going to be when, when the news of him coming to Auburn came out, yeah. obviously that's not the case. Now he's just going to be a really electric change of pace back, but I don't think Robbie, and, and there's some people saying like put Robbie at slot and you could do some fun stuff, having them both on the field at the same time. And I just don't, I don't see that happening. I mean, Robbie's made it very clear. He wants to be a quarterback and a quarterback alone. And I respect him for that. And, and I think Hugh Freeze will honor that. It's just a gut feeling. I don't know anything, but that's just a gut feeling. Um, so I, I don't think he'll be a gadget player. I think he'll be the backup quarterback who has a few packages drawn up for him. How often do you think we see two backs in the game at the same time in this offense? Ooh, I bet I bet not a lot. Yeah. I bet not a lot. But we did see we did see running backs slide up in the slot a little bit during our media viewing windows, most of the time, if not all the time, I'm actually, I, I can't think of a time where they stayed out there, but they would motion them back in. Mm -hmm. But that allows you to do some fun stuff if that were the case. You know, we, we saw that in the early stages of the Gus Malzahn offense. You'd have a back at the slot. It's usually like an Ontario McCaleb type back or a Corey Grant type back. And then you had another guy that was more the traditional runner right next to you. 
Maybe you do something like that. You put Bad T out at slot and motion him in, and you've got Jarquez Hunter, Damari Austin standing next to you. Maybe we see some of that, but I bet we don't see a lot of it. Yeah. Hmm. Be fun if you did, though. Yeah, well, yeah, and, and again, it goes back to there's only one football. There's only so many plays in a game, and right. uh, and that's why it's just not that simple to be an offensive coordinator and, and try to utilize the, the weapons that you have uh, to their fullest extent. Yeah, and Brad, I mean, look, here's something just to think about. The the clock changes mm-hmm. are different. The yeah. clock's going to keep running, which means there's less snaps to go around, which means less mm-hmm. touches too. So, you know, you, you can't always look at a past uh, past data for everything because I think it's going to be smaller, especially teams that are going to run the football a lot. They're going to run a lot less snaps per game, and so, uh, you know, maybe if Auburn does score thirty point something points per game, that's actually better than it would be. Uh, it's kind of like inflation, Brad. It is inflate. Yeah, if you get thirty this year, it's like thirty three uh, in in previous seasons. That's right. That's but right. I still think they get there. I hope so. I hope so. I, I think if that were the case, um, other teams in the SEC better watch out because that would be a that'd be a huge jump in production, and I think Auburn's defense is going to be good enough to to keep pace with that. Just remember, at, at Arkansas State, Ole Miss, and Liberty, the team uh, averaged three wins more in Coach Freeze's first year than what they had the season before. A three win jump in year number one. That'd be big. I'll take eight four in a heartbeat. Yeah. I take it in a heartbeat. Yeah. I take it in a heartbeat. Good job with all this, dude. Well, again, it could have been, you know, we, we could have gone a whole lot deeper if, if we wanted to take more time to do it, but I thought it was at least interesting. Gives us a little perspective and I look forward to reading the comments. Uh, remember to uh, like the video, subscribe War damn pods and uh, yeah. College football. It's here. It's here, and be sure to uh, comment your favorite Auburn running back, your favorite running back in Auburn history. Um, would, would love to read through some of those. So, um, yep, Brad, take us out of here. All right, man, Zach, everybody has vices. We just want to make sure that Village Vice is one of yours. Yeah.